Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host here. My name is Trisha Carr. And I want to invite you to follow this show on your podcast app. Also to find me on Instagram at Trisha Carr Charm. And of course, if you want to go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, check out my services, which include my empathic channeling services, which is a one-on-one service, which is yes, like an intuitive reading. I also channel. We also do some hypno healing. We do all kinds of things and my animal communication services. I'm giving you all of that because I want to get right into this conversation that I'm having with April Adams, emotional health consultant. April was on the podcast about a month ago, I think, as I post this one. And we're doing, we hopped on together to do almost a mutual interview because we are both highly empathic. We both are in long-term relationships and we just wanted to get on and record a little bit about what it means to be an empath in a relationship, some things that we've learned, some tools and skills that we have cultivated. And so with that, I want to move you into this. It's a shorter conversation, not terribly short. It's, it's pretty robust and, and juicy in all of its details, I think. And um, But also as we move into it, I want to invite you to check the description because you'll find April's information there and any other things that I have going on, you will find that. But with that, if you are an empath, um, if you are highly sensitive, or if you if you just know that you sometimes feel overwhelmed by the emotions or thoughts or feelings or energy of others, your partner particularly is what we talk about a lot in this, then I want you to lean in have fun with us because we do actually have a lot of fun and I hope you enjoy this conversation with April Adams. Hello everyone. I am here with April Adams and I'm Trisha Carr and we are both well, we're big we're big stinking empaths, right? <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I, I'm joking when I say stinking, but there's something about it. Like when I meet someone for the first time and I'm like, whoa, and it's like the empath energy just like is radiating off of them. So that's why I say stinking. It's more like an energy stink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You feel it coming off of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, well, we, we just wanted to have a chat about relationships, long-term relationships and being an empath. And so, April, you have a, a wonderful long-term relationship. How long have you been with your partner, if you don't mind my asking? Um, we met 16 years ago Ooh. and have been married 13 years. Oh, my goodness. Very long-term. I didn't even realize that. Yes. My, hus my husband and I met um, 18 years ago, and we've been married uh, – <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Since 2013, so oh, uh, nine years. Yeah, so we're about in the same range. But you guys, yeah. you guys got to the altar faster than we did. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Um, well, that's beautiful. So, and is your is your wife an empath or highly empathic too, or anything like that? Yeah, she she is. Um, she's not necessarily really into a lot of this stuff. And so she doesn't really pay a lot of attention to it. But mm -hmm. it's funny, because one day she was talking about feeling like an intellectual empath. empath. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. She went to some 
movie that was through NPR. And so the audience was chock full of academic people and people were, you know, much more yeah. focused into, you know, intelligent entertainment, things like that. So mm-hmm. she was sitting there and realizing she was having all of these brilliant flashes of ideas kind of coming to her. So she mm-hmm. was noticing that where, you know, she doesn't necessarily acknowledge that she's picking up on other people's feelings, but she's a sap and and she <laughs> definitely easy to emotion. So, uh, and it, she certainly avoids getting into situations where she's going to have to be interacting with somebody who's not happy. So I I can totally see all of the signs that she is, even if she doesn't necessarily like to think about it very much. So, yeah. yeah, Well, and that's, it's great too, because same thing with, and I actually noticed that with my friends who are in the spiritual or help and healing, but you know, spiritual metaphysical, really that kind of um, paradigm. And if you do it professionally or you're just, it's very much a part of of your life. And I find that their partners tend to counterbalance that, which is great. I think it's really great. I mean, I I can't imagine we would just be floating off into the ethers if we... (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So yeah, I need that so, other side to keep me balanced. Mm-hmm, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's. I mean, I need a break from me too. I don't need someone who feels and thinks just like me. So I think right. it's. I think the design is just right. And um, so, as um, as an empath in your relationship, what have you learned? What What are some tools that you've cultivated, or how have you gotten it wrong? Whichever one you want to share. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, one interesting dynamic that probably all of us come across, whether we recognize it or not, is, uh, for instance, my wife will, you know, be in like the stages of PMS. Mm-hmm. And she, in her own mind, is critical of herself and her body mm-hmm. and all of that. I also, during that period of time, will be feeling less drawn to her, be more critical of her in my mm. mind Interesting. than I typically would be. And then, you know, the end of PMS will come and I'll be like, oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why I've been feeling this way over the last few days. Like, um, And it's just, it's amazing. So we can kind of pick up on how they're thinking or feeling about themselves and make it our own. You know, we we think, oh, these are my thoughts. These are my feelings. But really, it's just their energy kind of conveying how they're feeling about themselves. And we are picking up on that in general. And we do that all the time with strangers and everything, too. But it's so impactful when it's with a partner and it's somebody that you have to interact with consistently. Mm -hmm. And it also makes it easier to recognize it and to trace it when it's somebody that you're interacting with regularly than it is with a stranger on the street that you're picking up on too. And so have you, since you've learned that, you've noticed that it happens in her cycle. Are, right. are you, I mean, are you charting for <laughs> so You're like, okay, <laughs> Nina, don't dislike her during this time. She's doing it already. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yes, have, what, yeah. have you cultivated I mean, some skills yeah, around managing that? Mm-hmm. When I notice that I'm starting to have these negative thoughts toward her, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just, mm-hmm. you know, cyclical, this just hormonal stuff. And of course, both of us are heading into perimenopause. So mm-hmm. now there can be long stretches of those weird hormonal fluctuations and mm-hmm. stuff. Because, you know, they some people describe perimenopause as like five years straight of PMS. So 
just lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So definitely noticing those shifts and things, you know, happening for longer periods of time, but Mm -hmm. being able to recognize from all of the times we've dealt that with that in the past, so I can pick up on it and go, Oh, yeah, that's not me. That's actually just, you know, me picking Mm -hmm. up on her. And also, you know, taking that opportunity to do any work on myself, where I might have doubts or dislike of something about her or whatever, so that I can take care of that, Uh, especially on the subconscious level. I mean, that's my whole thing is doing subconscious work to be able to remove the initial reactivity instead of constantly having to talk sense to myself and talk myself down every time I'm having a thought to actually just deal with the thought on the subconscious level so that it stops resurfacing Mm -hmm. over and over again. That's the big part. And you know, I mean, in any romantic relationship, I'm sure you have examples of this. (laughs) We all really find it difficult to deal with when our partner is going through something or when our partner is struggling in some way. Mm -hmm. Like we can figure out how to make peace with other people's stuff and how to energetically mind our own business and, and all of that. But when it's somebody who is incredibly close to us, like a romantic partner, um, sometimes or a parent or something who's really close to us and we interact with so frequently it's more of a challenge to mind our own business and, and pull back and to recognize our own part and what we need to heal in relation to them and what they're feeling and, and all of that. And now for these messages. Creation of the outside world really does start inside. You can feel better and receive more. Miraculous shifts happen when you align your inner world with your higher self and your soul blueprint. My clients report immediate and long-lasting results of the inner and outer world. I channel guidance and energy transmissions from your higher self and spirit team. As you resonate with the transmission, change occurs. In sessions and coaching, mentoring, I use my abilities of empathic channeling, hypno-healing, quantum resonance healing, as well as spiritual counseling, neuro-linguistic programming, and so much more. Check out my calendar for my session work and my coaching and mentoring. I would love to work in your beautiful energy. Lightshine Academy presents the 2022 Channeling Intensive. Open your divine channel to higher consciousness, cosmic intelligences, and source energy. This program begins the week of May 9th, 2022. This is an innovative and groundbreaking intensive designed specifically to connect you to spirit so you can draw down potent, useful, and transformative energy. The education you will receive will equip you to have dynamic and evidential encounters in the world of spirit. The experiences you will have will put you up close and personal with your own divine channeling team. We will meet live and online for education and coaching over the course of this eight-week program. Expect your life to change drastically as new information, energy, revelations, and love pours into you, through you, by the way of spiritual channeling. Crystal Ann Compton, and I invite you to check it out at class.lightshineacademy.com slash 2022CI. This intensive is not to be missed. We hope to see you in the 2022 Channeling Intensive. 
Hello, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. I'm here to invite you to my coaching and mentoring portal, Modern Mystic Life. This high value, easy access portal is like having a spiritual mentor right in your pocket. You'll receive all the inspiration right there in your text messenger, and you can also access it on your desktop. I will be delivering the tools and technology that are proven to evolve your abundant life inside and out. You will receive daily inspiration, education, and practices to help you evolve your life as a mystic and a human spiritual being. Plus, you will have access to my monthly workshops in which I teach and channel cutting edge spiritual content and also will give guidance, intuitive readings, and attunements right there in our group setting. I worked with Spirit to co-create and manifest the best way to support you and in the easiest fashion, and here it is. I'm very excited to co-create with you too. So welcome, my friend, to your modern mystic life. And now back to the show. Have you had experiences like that too? Sure. Yeah. And I'm, and to throw in that mix also uh, to move before we move forward is children. I mean, I don't have human children, but I mean, like, it's like, I think it is impossible because there isn't autonomy with that child unless they're, you know, close to their adult age. But yeah, I have a great sympathy for that. But I totally relate to what you're saying. And actually, I had a little bit of an epiphany of something that (laughs) my husband has asked me about. Um, One thing that's interesting is like you're saying that with your wife, when she is self-rejecting, you pick up to reject her as well. And it's the empath function can do that, but it could also make, we could also map it to where I reject myself. You know what I mean? Like you pick up the even more deeper root. And I think both of those things can happen and maybe even happen at the same time. (laughs) Oh yes. Absolutely. Yes. With my husband, he, um, his is like when he, it definitely is. So when he is having uh, self-doubt, uh, frustration, and it's always about work and, and everything and career, and which is, you know, creativity and purpose, all of that, it's all mushed together. And he's an Aquarius. So it's like, it's it's like the whole world, <laughs> you know, when he's in those situations. And I definitely want to not be around him. And I'm aware of it. I'm like, it feels like, like the emotions that are coming from him, it feels almost like bullets going into my emotional body. Yeah. And I know I'm receiving them as we talked about on the one podcast that we did together. Like I know I've sent out all those tentacles. So I know I've set up the trajectory lines for those bullets. Right. And so what he has asked me for when we had a talk about it, I was like, when you're and because when it's really heightened for him, I just like it's so, it's really very energetically painful, if I may use that word. I know it seems extreme, but so far as energy is concerned, it's painful. And he has asked me that he doesn't, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, well, I don't need you to resolve it. I don't need you to do anything. He asked me to just be nurturing to him. And, and isn't that interesting, as you're saying, he's basically judging and rejecting himself. So he needs someone to do the the thing that helps that, which is to love. And, and, and he's like, you don't need to tell me anything or say anything. But of course, I'm like, ah, get away from this bad energy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We're so, doing the exact thing that's the opposite of what they want yeah. in that moment. Right. And that's what would help, though, is to do the exact right thing. So I have been, since he told me that, which was so like, you know, emotionally aware and mature. I'm so glad he gave me that. Um, 
one thing that my my guides, my team have given me as a mantra, and I pass it along to other people, is fill with light, feel with light. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to take in and absorb like a sponge what he is. He's he's got that handled. He's got the bad thing handled. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I need to, I can still experience it, but you know, if I fill with light, which is a kind of an imagery, a subconscious imagery thing, and then that light is, I, I think of it as almost like acid that can dissolve anything that comes through. It transmutes, mm-hmm. but I still right. experience it. And then the empathy function actually helps because it's like, I get it. I understand. I'm holding space and let me take some of this and, and help you to dissolve it. So that plus ages ago when he was in one of those states and he was, it was like, it was like pig pen with the dust cloud all around him, you know, like yeah. the bad feeling. And he walked in and kind of, I just kind of looked at him and I said, do you want to talk about it? And he said, nope, <laughs> like a really emphatic <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I, I really trust like, you know, I mean, like I wasn't offended or anything like that. I was like, okay. I walked away and I felt like one of my guides go like, um, excuse me, you said, okay, but you still got some of those tentacles. You're subconsciously codependent. You're poking into him. You want to stay on top of what's going on in that energy. And I was like, oh, that's right. I am. And mm-hmm. so I pulled him in and I was like, he actually asked me, believe people when they tell you, let alone show you. And, um, so I pulled it in and let him deal with it. And then you can come to me yeah. and ask for help and support when, when he's ready for it. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, across the board with anybody we're interacting with, even someone coming to us for healing, you know, you you have to make sure that you're not taking on their stuff for them. Yeah, right. And taking it into ourselves because that's just depleting ourselves and it's keeping them from learning the lessons in their own journey and, and things like that. So we can hold space for them to heal and for them to have their realizations and everything, but... Mm-hmm. To take it on ourselves doesn't serve anybody. No, it just amplifies it. That's what they, you know, in human design, we talked a little bit, uh, I think we talked off the podcast, we're talking about our human design. In those yeah. open centers, they amplify the energy, which is what the <laughs> empath function does. Or, yeah. But it can amplify like the counterbalance, the positive thing. We feel it and we help them to process it because as we know, when you when we're working through something, we actually while you work with a a system that helps you to remove negative emotions, but you actually remove it by going completely through it and seeing that you don't have to hold on to it. It's the, you know, the process of transcending is to go deeper into the experience all the way through because when it's sublimated, then we're actually going halfway through it all the time. You know, it's unconsciously, we're just halfway through, ooh, get away from that, ooh, get away from that. And so we need to go all the way through it. And that's what we hold. I think that the thing that empaths do when we do it right, is we hold space and we deep compassion, deep empathy. Like really, I I get it, but we hold space and believe that they're going to get through it too. Yes, we hold that space, and because that's what we do as healers. And why is it so much easier as a healer and a counselor to do it with our clients? And I mean, I and not as easy for our partners. Like we we get into it. <laughs> we, we show the worst parts of ourselves to our partners, don't we? <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think part of it, too, is that when we're doing that with clients, they're asking us to, they're paying us to, it's it's part of it. And so it's expected that we are going to help them and do healing work with them or show them how to yeah. heal themselves. 
But with a romantic partner, those kinds of things are perceived as trying to change them, trying to control them. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, we have to really practice minding our own business with our partner mm-hmm. stuff unless they ask us for help or assistance. And it's very rare that they actually want our help and assistance other than just to empathize with them. Mm-hmm. But not to take on, you know, they're not asking us to carry their burdens for them. It's just us to some degree perceiving that we should to make it easier on them. And it's the, um, it's when they're, when we, when one is in the emotional height of it, obviously our partners come to, we go to one another and we say, Hey, can you help me sort out this problem? When we're ready to uh, kind of go through the thinking process and the planning and strategizing. But when we're just having all the feels, we don't need someone else to feel (laughs) Right. Doubly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's really, um, and so, yeah, that cultivating those skills, I think, of uh, being an empath who is healthier in the relationship, uh, it takes, it takes a long time. You, you know, we're both 15 years plus in our relationships and I'm learning new levels of it, but yeah. 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 It is always changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. As you move through life, it, it definitely does. Um, I've really noticed over time that, I mean, just in general, by doing work on myself, especially mm-hmm. subconscious work and and dealing with my own triggers, my own traumas, things like that, my own expectations, I have gotten to a place where other people's stuff rarely affects me anymore. Mm-hmm. And especially the general public and, and, you know, people I'm not necessarily living with or having a lot of interactions with. But it is a little bit more of a challenge with the romantic partner. And so I've just found that over time, I've, it's gotten easier and easier for me to just pull back and, and just recognize in the moment, like, oh, I'm, I'm tuning in again. Mm-hmm. And if she's going through something... I don't have to also experience that emotion. And so I kind of pull back my feelers and go, okay, I'm going to mind my own business. Even if she's going through something and she's in a mood, I can enjoy whatever it is that I'm doing or that we're doing, regardless of her emotional experience in this situation. And I have to let her go ahead and process whatever she's processing over there. And I can just go ahead and have fun in this moment, even if she's not. And I think a lot of times that is a really tough thing for Mm. empaths in general, because we feel like, oh, if somebody else is suffering, it's not okay for me to be enjoying myself while they're suffering, Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. (laughs) Your happiness has nothing to do with their suffering. And it's completely okay for us to feel and experience pleasure, regardless of what's going on in the world around us. That's true. And that can be extended to, like you just said, world around us. I mean, like right now, as we record this, there we're there we're witnessing atrocities with Russia, Ukraine. And I have very close friends who are Ukrainian and are hearing the horrible things that are still going on. I I, I don't I hope you don't mind my mentioning this. Because I think when at the time that we we're recording this, we kind of we have moved over an emotional swell of the initial impact of it, but it's still going on, and it's right. still very, very bad. And um, I, 
the, there's a self-preservation that everyone does where we, th- we thought about it, we felt about it for a little while, but now we got to just go on with life, but we still need to take action. You know what I mean? So anyway, right. how, how we can be present in a global sense too, mm-hmm. um, and hold space. See, this is where it, with my romantic partners, as well as this, these other kinds of partnerships with mankind, humankind, yeah. is I'm old. I say mankind because that's what they said when we were little, and it meant neutral. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> masculine, but I, I'm trying to be sensitive to it. <laughs> uh, humankind, that um, you know, I, I actually adopt. I, I use prayer, and prayer is like affirmations by proxy. It's it's putting good energy in the sub in the subconscious, the collective subconscious, the belief that we're talking about that we'll get through it, the hope that we'll get through it. And that also informs specific action that you can do, whether it is for your life partner or a, a partner in the in the world that you don't even know because they are our brothers and sisters. And then we can take action. We'll be that's how I guess the law of attraction will come into play for us or just our motivation helps us to um not be the empath who is so stricken by the pain in the world, so sponged and, and amplifying it that you have to take to your bed for two weeks, which is, that's not helping anybody, right? right. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that the more healed we are and the happier we are, first mm-hmm. of all, we contribute better energy to help mm-hmm. shift the overall collective frequency to start shifting what's happening on the physical level. But also we can better hold space for others if we're well ourselves. Yes. So the happier and healthier we are on every level, the more support we are to mm-hmm. the people around us to be able to help guide them toward that level of peace. Yeah. I was just in my meditation today, just floating around along in the ethers, trying, you know, getting some of that feel good, raise my vibration kind of thing. And it was very much like the guidance they gave me this, um, or spirit, myself, whatever, gave me this almost like a pillar of strength inside myself, showed it to me and said, this is how, this is how you stay connected to what is your purpose. Mm-hmm. And you know, just having this, and this makes you wise, and this makes you helpful, this, th- this valor and inner strength, even though, because here's the thing, the world is going to be the world, and we can improve it little by little, but we can't have this destination addiction that I can only be happy when, right. when there's world peace, when, when whatever's going on in my family is 100% resolved. You know, that's not, that's not possible. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're going to have to try another planet on another life. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen there either. Well, and you know, as w- what we're dancing around to, Abraham Hicks, she says it in one of the best ways ever. Uh, you can't get sick enough to make someone else well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. You can't be poor enough to help someone else with their prosperity. Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, this I has been that. awesome. Um, I'm really enjoying. Thank you for, as soon as you started to share, I was like, oh, that's it. I learned a new level of what I'm doing. (laughs) So very helpful. We're always learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, we just wanted to pop up and give you guys a little bit of our tips as empaths in long-term relationships. And so April Adams, you are working with people with as a as an emotional counselor, is that? Can you tell me what your title is? I, I forgot to. Yeah. Um, is that it? Well, I call myself an emotional health consultant. 
health uh, consultant. Can, That's yes. It. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically, I work mostly with women, and it's it's often people who are kind of dissatisfied with their lives yeah. or their love lives for the most part. But anyone who keeps doing the work and doing the work and doing the work, but still is reactive in a way that they know doesn't necessarily make sense to the situation or fixates on this one aspect of the relationship not being what they want. So I show you how to deal with emotional blocks, negative uh, emotional reactivity, as well as limiting beliefs and programming that you're running. And most of all, that deep inner sense of lack that emptiness that we all kind of feel as humans and we try to get our romantic partners to fill those needs for us and all of that. So being able to dig that up so that we can feel whole and fulfilled regardless of what's going on in our lives or our love lives. So that's my main focus with people. Yeah, that's wonderful. I I feel like my emphasis tends to be more on life purpose career and because that's like another partner in our life right is the what we're doing and uh yet i of course i work i work holistically on anything that my clients are bringing to the table so uh but that is what i tend to attract is life purpose and mission and you know career whatever those pieces are so i I loved the imagery that you used of that pillar of light Mm -hmm. in yourself that was something that also was shown to me kind of early on in my journey I was shown this pillar of light and like you're supposed to step into it and say, I am stepping into my power and kind of integrating it into yourself and merging yourself with it. And, you know, it's become over time, this stepping into your power or stepping into your purpose. And Mm -hmm. so it's like interchangeable, essentially. Absolutely. Really amazing things. After the first time I did that activity, I just, you know, really had some huge awarenesses come to me in the hours after I did that. So just fascinating how empowering it can be to mm-hmm. get in touch with that, step into it. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's your universal wisdom and strength. Right. They were really telling me today about inner strength. I feel like we all need that so much and, uh, well, we all have it, but we all need to become mindful Tap into of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be it. We all need to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun. Um, Thank you so much for joining me, hopping on and and talking about empaths in relationships. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do it again real soon. And find us both on Instagram because uh, April's doing amazing stuff on Instagram. So much and very helpful. (laughs) It's like you must must be giving away 95% of the work that you're doing. And that's amazing. (laughs) It's good. It's it's you know I I share what comes through in sessions mm-hmm. and stuff and what questions people ask and and um, yeah it is a lot of it and really other than that it, it everything else is just customization to the individual but yeah mm-hmm. it is you know what you see on Instagram is very similar to what you're seeing when I'm working with people too mm-hmm. love it awesome well yeah. okay now I really will sign off <laughs> everyone April Adams this has been a really fun time. Thank you. You too. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.